0: Thanks for joining us today on the Jesus Famous Podcast. Hey, take a moment and think about your friends real quick. Okay, now think about their influence in your life. Are they encouraging, supportive? Well, the truth is, if we want to do well in this Christian life ahead of us, it's going to be so important for us to find a group of people who can help us along the way. But how do we find people who are supportive and encouraging? Well, today, Pastor Nate's going to look at the Old Testament character of Jonathan to find out. Let's just take it
1: straight up, Jonathan was the prince in Israel. He got his pick of whoever he wanted to come alongside him and serve him. I think that this armor bearer just watched Jonathan's life over and over again and came to the conclusion, God really is alive, and Jonathan really believes that, and it was inspiring
0: to him. we just relive the glory days for a moment of nate holdridge on the pacific grove breakers basketball team i just gotta i just gotta ask you a question about it do you give me permission just to ask about Yeah, sure there was not much glory i'll tell you that much (laughs) i I just need to get a snapshot into how you felt when you're playing at pacific grove like in the gymnasium as opposed to like at an away game What what was like the feeling you had when you played a home game yeah well if if uh if we're
1: talking about freshman year, come on um in the freshman year, there'd usually be i don't know between seven and sometimes the crowd would swell to ten people <laughs> that were there,
0: <laughs> so so morale's not super you high. really
1: didn't get a big kick from the home, <laughs> you know, maybe if there was like a a girl you thought was cute or something, you know that was up in the bleachers. But uh Okay, okay. Yeah, by senior year, you know, junior senior year, yeah, it was a, a a lot fuller. Okay. You know, a lot louder. And uh yeah, man. You'd you'd get pumped. The vibe was there. Yeah, you'd get pumped. you get the emotions would start flowing. I I was the guy I would do a lot of times the thing, you know, where like everybody gets announced and then you get in the huddle and then right, there's right. like an amp up guy. Is that you? you know? Yeah, I would do that. Oh yeah. man. That yeah, was the amp up guy. That was kind of my like um <laughs> that was kind of like the best I could offer the team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, man. I know you were I know you're a baller, man. Oh. what was it like when you had like an away game? Was it just kind of bummer town or was it cool still or?
1: We used to play uh in the league back then was um Pacific Grove, Carmel,
0: okay. Robert Louis Stevenson,
1: alright, um, Gonzales, King City, and Alisal. Yeah, yeah. And I think I'm missing one. So, because we had a, a few teams that were, you know, especially Gonzales and King City that were down on that Highway 101 yeah. corridor, you know, South County, with basketball and with baseball, you'd have to travel down there you know and then they'd have to travel up to us you know for games against us but every year you'd have at least you know one game where you had to go down you do the trick and some of those games like i remember games against gonzalez where yeah there was just (laughs) you're this is the varsity crew yeah but like they just weren't interested in their basketball team Oh, and so the man. gym was just deader than a doornail. Oh, you no, know? dude. It just feels weird. Yeah, <laughs> It's just an totally. awkward feeling. But then there were games, like the games against RLS or against Carmel. Ooh, they got you it. You know, it was like they hated Heated. you. You know, they did not like Pacific Grove. <laughs> and, you know, man, just the intensity. You know, I kind of dug it, you know, you get, <laughs> you get some, the you get some vibe. energy, you know, yeah. from, from that. But, but yeah, it was definitely more fun to play in front of the, the home
0: crew. That's so cool. I wanted to ask, cause, um, in this article, uh, you kind of talk about that a little bit, but what I love about this article, Nate, was that you talk about building a support team around you of encouragement, um, people who are for you and for the mission that God has for you. But you really focus a lot on Jonathan and his leadership style and how his leadership style was what actually kind of drew people around him. I thought that was like a really unique way of talking about building a team mm. around somebody. Um, so you had a, you had a bunch of points here. I thought we could just cruise through a, a grip of these. Um, and just to start off, maybe we can start with point number one. Um, Jonathan believed that God could deliver them with many warriors or only a few. So, can you just tell us what was the, like, what was happening with Jonathan and his armor bearer, and why did, uh like, what were they up against, and why did Jonathan have this belief that God could just deliver them, no matter how many people, or how few people were up against them? Sure,
1: yeah. So, you know, Jonathan was Saul's son. Saul was the first king in Israel, and was a little bit of a dud <laughs> as the king, but Jonathan was unlike his father. Right. Jonathan was very much like The good parts of David, Mm -hmm. full of faith, full of belief, really loved the Lord, loved God. And there was this one paramount moment where Jonathan was with his armor bearer and they were near a Philistine fortress or garrison. Mm -hmm. And he just began to reason out loud and said, you know, what's keeping God from giving us the victory with just a few of us? We don't need to have a large group to attack this fortress if God is who... We believe he is then he can give victory with many warriors or only a few right and the armor bearer that was who was the only guy with jonathan at the time <laughs> just crazy he said i'm with you you know do what you think is best i'm with you completely or some versions say heart and soul whatever you decide and kind of my thing with the article was just that story has become, I think, for a lot of, especially like Christian leaders and mm-hmm. maybe in the church world, but I'm sure even outside of the church world, it has become a little bit of a story that highlights the kind of support that they're looking for. Like, hey, hmm. look at the armor bearer. I'm with you, heart and soul, whatever's in your heart, like I'm with you. And anybody who's in leadership knows that that can be a very encouraging uh, show of support right. from someone in your life. I mean, you don't want them to be unthinking, you don't want them to blindly go along with you. Mm-hmm. you'd like for them to give you positive uh, you know feedback and right, or constructive right. feedback you know because you trust them, you work together, all that kind of stuff. but it's just really emboldening to hear, someone on your team say man i'm with you like completely i'm with you let's go do this i love where your heart is at but kind of my whole premise in the article is hey maybe we should think about what made jonathan the kind of guy that would get a follower like that you know because he had some really incredible attributes so the the first thing and you drew it out was just that belief that god could deliver them with many warriors or only a few warriors i mean that's yeah. inspiring <laughs> that's that's a, that's incredible yeah. you know to to see someone who says like look our resources aren't the best right. we don't have you know all the typical things that you'd think we need To be able to have success in this particular area. But the one thing that we have that they don't is we have the Lord. Yeah. And He can do it, Mm -hmm. you know, and He is looking for people who trust Him, who believe in Him. Right. And people who are like that are really inspiring. Oh, yeah. You know, sure. I've known people who lead massive, organizations and from the outside looking in it could almost feel like wow well you know i mean you've got it looks to us like you have all this money and all these staff people and you know so come on you're not really doing the impossible but then you get into the inner workings of their leadership style and what the church is actually trying to do and you start realizing wow they they still believe in God yeah. and they are trying things that are beyond what they have the numbers for mm. and then i've known people who go out just them alone or maybe with one or two other people and they try to you know plan a church or something like yeah. that and you would almost think like okay naturally like you're just feeling that way right you're mm. feeling like man only God can do this you know there's just a few of us but but God is on our side and then you get into the inner workings of what they're doing. And sometimes what you discover is, oh, no, you're very confident in your flesh. Mm. You're very confident in right. how organized you are and how all, what you're going to get done yeah. rather than trusting in the Lord. So right. it really isn't about the numbers that you have at your disposal or anything mm. like that. It's about just recognizing, and there is this God, whatever we've got, it's few, and we need the Lord. And Jonathan had that. He believed in God. And leaders like that are just so inspiring. You know, oh, they yeah. they walk the they walk the halls and it's just, man, you know, God can God can do this. Mm. You know, there's that kind of support, that kind of faith. They take steps of faith, ventures of faith. And it's just appealing. And so people like to follow leaders like
0: that yeah. oftentimes. And so I love that. He believed god could deliver them oh dude for sure and then you kind of go right into the point that um that jonathan acted as if god were alive <laughs> yeah like that was kind of like a revolutionary idea and you you talk about how that that belief that god's alive like kind of produced like a calmness inside of him and like a trust within his heart um so what is it about god's liveliness i guess that would provoke some kind of peace and faith inside of jonathan
1: yeah. I mean, Saul just wasn't that way. Jonathan's yeah. father, Saul was not mm-hmm. that way. Saul lived as if God was dead, mm-hmm. as if God was not alive. But Jonathan, for whatever reason, however, it must have been from his mom, came <laughs> to the conclusion, you know, God lives, he's working, he's moving. And um, yeah, that just brought a rest into mm-hmm. his heart. Because it wasn't just God is alive, it was God is alive and we are his covenant people. Yeah. And this is the land that he's promised to us. So I'm walking in his will. This is what he wants for us to do. I'm moving in the right direction. God is alive. So I'm calm, you know, as we're going through all this. This is a crazy thing that I'm doing right now at face value. Yeah. But God is alive. So yeah, I think, uh, people like this are really inspiring also, you know, who are able to, I mean, you know, it when you're hearing somebody who it's just so trite and kind of phony, you know, Mm. like a, Hey, you know, trust the Lord brother, you know, kind of thing. But to be a person who, you know, really, it's not just that you're praying about it like in a perfunctory, you know. Habitual kind of way. It's that I really think God can help us right now. Yeah. Let's pray, you know, Mm. or this is what God says in His Word. So let's go for it. Let's do it. Or Mm. God has told us that He's going to take care of all of our needs as we prioritize Him and move out in faith with Him. So let's go for it. That's inspiring also and that's what we're talking about in this yeah. ar- in this article is what you know what were those inspiring things that caused Jonathan to get a follower like this yeah. armor bearer I think mm-hmm. that was one of them he just walked around and lived like god was alive who knows i mean people love to see some kind of emblematic figure in the armor bearer you know and talk about like the armor bearer's faith because later when they went up and defeated the philistines The way it kind of reads, it sounds like they all fell down in front of Jonathan. And then Mm -hmm. the armor bearer is the one who was really wrecking shot behind Jonathan. And Mm -hmm. so some people see like a Christ figure in the armor bearer or the Holy Spirit in the armor bearer or something like that. But like, let's just take it straight up. (laughs) Jonathan was the prince in Israel. He got his pick of whoever he wanted to be. Come alongside him and serve him. I think that this armor bearer just watched Jonathan's life over and over again and came to the conclusion: God really is alive, and Jonathan really Mm -hmm. believes that, and it was inspiring to him. Amen.
0: I love that. Jonathan also took uh, massive steps of faith, which you say um, is attractive in point four, and I love this too. You know, I think every leader, um, every good leader, every every leader that's admirable that you look up to is a bit of like a risk taker in a sense we all love somebody who's kind of uh bold enough not afraid to go into the unknown but i just think about jonathan man it's like he just really took a big step of faith just him and his armor Mm -hmm. (laughs) bearer but um what do you think was going on inside of him that would cause him to take such a big step of faith i know we kind of talked about all these different things he believed but what do you think was going on there why is it so attractive that he took these big steps of faith?
1: Well, I think he was just angry. Yeah. <laughs> really. I think there was righteous anger. Yeah. That the Philistines were there. You know, he I think he's he he's grown up now. He's a he's a mm-hmm. grown man. And his father is the king in Israel. And there's this thing in him that is mm-hmm. thinking, um, my dad's the king. Right. This is what his job is. Mm-hmm. Yet these guys are living in our territory. Right. Taking our food, suppressing us, Hmm. oppressing us. And I think he just felt like this is wrong. It is not right. I'm tired of this. And so I got to go for it. Let's go. You know, so I think that was part of what, what drove him. But. Man, when he took that step of faith, I mean, we're still attracted to. I it. know. It's... I mean, this is thousands of <laughs> years ago, and I mean, my brother-in-law, this is his favorite story is in it? the it's Bible. Tight. I mean, he just loves this story because it's just so. It's just so gutsy, you know. It's <laughs> just a great word for it's it. It's totally so yeah. gutsy, so big, you know. Just. <laughs> what are you doing? Just the two of you, you know, they, they're climbing up. I mean, the Philistines see them coming. It's not even like a surprise <laughs> attack or anything. And it's just, we, we still think it's beautiful. Yeah. You know, yeah. we still think it's attractive. And I think that good leaders will look for those opportunities to take a venture of faith. Yeah. Where it's kind of like, look, I know you guys, you, you're devoted to me. You appreciate me and all that kind of stuff, but we got to get our eyes on the Lord. Mm -hmm. He's the one who's able Mm -hmm. to actually do this and get this done. So let's just do something. Let's take a step that nobody's going to give me any credit for, because it's so obvious that God is the one doing this. And so, you know, he, Found a way forward with that. You know, I think the spirit prompted him and led him into that. But yeah, I think that big step of faith came from just the situation, just the environment. Yeah. Like this isn't right. That's good. This isn't yeah. right. You know, this should not be. It wasn't a big step of faith for his own vain glory to try to earn a rep as a guy who did big things. Mm-hmm. It was none of that. I think it was just the situation. This isn't right. This must be improved on. God doesn't like this. He'll help me get this done.
0: Man, just wild. You then talk about how Jonathan put his own life on the line, which is something that um, I feel like great leaders do this to a degree. They, they put themselves out there on the front line with their followers, with their mm-hmm. team. Jonathan didn't just tell his armor bearer to enter into the battle alone, but instead he volunteered his own life for the mission in front of him, just wild, like we've already been talking about. But why do you think this kind of self-sacrificial attitude drew Jonathan's armor bearer to actually follow him? Like what 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 is it about a leader jumping out in the front line with everybody else that's just like Oh yeah, I'll follow that guy. I mean, we just love this, right? We do. Yeah. We do. If this is one of the things that we
1: love about Jesus, he did not self-preserve. Right. You know, mm-hmm. he laid down his life for us. You mm-hmm. know, he was the captain of our salvation, the mm-hmm. forerunner. You know, of our salvation. The so you know that's beautiful to us, mm-hmm. and it's just unappealing and distasteful to us when without any risk to themselves a leader puts us in harm's way totally Um, or does it lightly you Mm. know obviously there are some forms of leadership where you actually are making literal decisions to put people that are underneath you in harm's way yeah but you've taken the steps to make sure they have the training and that their all other options have been exhausted and mm-hmm. you know you're doing everything you can but it's really appealing when here's Jonathan he steps out in a battle himself mm-hmm. he wanted to do it he wanted to have that sword in his hand and go for it i mean <laughs> he really could have said like yeah. hey god can give us the victory with just a f- few of us you know or a lot of us so you go right because he could totally give You the victory. Hmm. But how appealing that he stepped out himself. He put his own life uh, on the line. This is good. There's a balance, obviously, for like uh, anybody in leadership. You can't always be boots on the ground doing everything. But when in your role, you're still doing things where there's a sacrifice. You're laying your own life in your own way on the line. It's appealing to yeah. people that are work working with you. You're still taking risks. You're still making sacrifices. That's appealing, and they might not make the right. same sacrifices that you're making, uh, but they're they're blessed by what you are, you know, doing, Amen. and uh, that can be a a beautiful thing. So yeah, he just put his own life on the line. It was pretty cool to watch.
0: Hundred percent, man. Let's close out with uh, this last point. Um, Point number six. You said that Jonathan was willing to fight for God's kingdom and mission, and all this stuff we've been talking about is kind of leading up to this, you know. I um, mean, talk here about how Jonathan wasn't in it for himself, but he was, he was really looking for a way to, um, you know, fulfill the mission of God. He wasn't looking for mm-hmm. praise for himself. He wasn't looking for adoration for himself. He had a mission. He wanted to honor God. Why would this kind of willingness um, draw Jonathan's armor bearer to follow Jonathan, and how does this attitude you know, like if we actually demonstrate it, how does it draw people to follow us, this willingness to fight for for the kingdom, not just like your own kingdom, but like for God's kingdom. Yeah, it's like Saul had a lot
1: of uh, appeal outwardly. Uh, And he did win some battles for the people of Israel that garnered him respect and a following. But for the most part, he was just puff, you know? He was just smoke. There was nothing yeah. real substantive there. So it's hard to follow somebody like that um, who he was just so clearly in it for himself, yeah, for his own name, his own reputation. But Jonathan, you know, like we talked about earlier, he's fighting against the Philistines for the people of Israel. Mm. And believing in the reputation of God and the plan of God. So he's thinking about God's kingdom. He's thinking about God's mission. And this is just really cool when you see somebody like this who you could tell that's what they care about more than anything. Not their own personal success or reputation, but the kingdom, you know, like this is what is driving me you know i want to see more people know christ i want to see more disciples made i want to see more uh progress in Mm -hmm. families and Mm -hmm. in our community i want to see more you know sin taken care of i want to see more health come into our community and world and when you see someone like that fighting for God's kingdom and mission it's just a it's a beautiful thing you know it's just very attractive that's what Jonathan wanted he wanted them to be able to be free you know mm-hmm. he wanted the people of Israel to have freedom that's cool yeah and uh, man, when we are fighting for that you know it's a it's a it, i think i'm talking to pastors now you know you're fighting for others to have freedom that's, uh, that's why I think when people will more easily follow you. But when, man, when you're fighting for your own reputation or your own spot in the Christian Hall of Fame or whatever, uh, it's just uh, obvious to some, but then also just uh, not appealing, you know? And so you just don't get the kind of follower that Jonathan
0: had. Thanks for tuning in today. If you'd like to hear some more content from Pastor Nate, please subscribe to the Jesus Famous podcast. Each week we'll be posting conversations just like the one you just heard, as well as some live readings that Pastor Nate is posting a couple times a week. For any more articles, books, or resources from Pastor Nate, please go to nateholdridge.com. Catch you next week.